The blast from our past network. You're the Spider-Man from YouTube. I'm not. You were on the ceiling. What was it? Ned, what are you doing in my room? You may let me in. You said we're going to finish a Death Star. She doesn't know. Nobody knows. Well, I mean, Mr. Stark knows because he made my suit, but that's it. Well, Tony Stark made you that. Are you an Avenger? Yeah, basically. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast, the place where crazy cool comic book conversations, I did it, Max, go down. Say that five times fast. I am your host, Tess Yanos, and today I am joined by a super awesome dude. He is one of the fabulous hosts of Ready to Retro, a podcast that delves into all things nostalgic. Let's give a nice nerdy comic book welcome to the marvelous Max Boyle. What's up, Max? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me, Tess. This is awesome. I actually listened to this podcast, so to be asked to be a part, it's like, I, I felt like I've accomplished something in my life. I've accomplished something Whoa. during this quarantine, <laughs> you know, season. Yeah. So, no, it's 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 great, and I'm so excited for what we're talking about later. Yeah, for sure. I'm so happy to have you here. You've, you've easily become one of my dear friends, and uh, just so quickly, just podcasting friends and just... Um, getting to know each other over just nerdy shit, which yes. is what we do here, especially exactly. at OCD. Yeah. Uh, so, Max, you are a comic book nerd. I did not know this about you. Please tell me more. <sighs> yes. Yeah, so, I'll be honest. It's kind of a, a newer thing. So, when I was a kid, kind of like normal comic book readers, I guess just single issues here and there. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't really have an allowance um, my parents were like, we allow you to live. So yeah, I didn't really get like money and stuff. And, you know, like, uh, if I did want something, it was usually video games and, mm. you know, comics, they're expensive. I mean, video games are, but you know, it was just, I, I would get singles here and there. Uh, but it all changed in a 2012 after I watched the Avengers. So after you watch the Avengers after. So I, okay. I grew up, you know, watching X-Men, the animated series, Spider-Man, right. love Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Spider-Man. Um, yeah. You know, love Power Rangers. I know you like Power Rangers. You came on yeah. our show. We watched or we talked about Power Rangers, but mm-hmm. um, I was with a bunch of nerds, um, friends of mine. They're, they're a little older. They're like probably about 10, 12 years older. And they're super nerds. And yeah. they grew up reading comic books. You know, they're in the industry and stuff like that. So we, nice. we did a five-hour movie marathon. No, not five-hour. It was, it was a five-film marathon. So it was the That's way more than five hours. Yes. So it was an all day thing. We did it at downtown Disney when they still had the AMC down there. And it was um, all the Marvel movies leading up to the Avengers. So at the very end, when Thanos is revealed, the entire crowd erupted. And I was like, I don't really know who that is. But yeah, you know, yeah, and, and purple was, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, cool. And I was like, who is that? You know, and at that point, I was like, I don't want to be in the dark when it comes to Marvel things. So mm. I really did a deep dive. And really, at that time, Marvel started to renew their their comic lines. And they did it a little bit with Superior Spider-Man, which we're talking about. So mm-hmm. um, I went crazy. Like, really? I don't even, yes, I have, f- I'm looking at it, one, two, three, four, five long boxes, and most of Hell them yeah. were from 2012 to 2015-ish. I had to calm wow. down, so. Okay, um, <laughs> what and, were you diving into the most? Uh, Spider-Man, X-Men, Avengers, I was mostly Marvel. Marvel. you just sticking um, Marvel. Va- cool. Valiant, uh, I was really into, like, Exo Manowar, Bloodshot, um... For the most part. And then I would just get uh, Saga. Saga's super yes. dope. So Saga. anything with Brian K. Vaughn. Um, mm-hmm. So I was diving into that. And um, it's been less and less. So we got to the point where, like, my pool box at my local shop, they cut me off. They were what? like, yeah, they were like, my box was too big. It was, it was like... <laughs> 
have, have you ever had that experience where like you go uh to like i don't know a restaurant or a market and you're like you're mm-hmm. so hungry and your your eyes yeah. are bigger than your stomach Oh, yeah. I had that experience with comics. With comics, you know? oh, I love so, that story. And what's cool is because of my my job and what I do, it's a write off. So I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's a write off. So I'm like, yeah, just you know, just pile, just pile it, on, it on. So they were like, they cut me off like I was some kind of addict, but it was just they couldn't store, <laughs> and I would miss. You know, I was like, oh, this is getting expensive, and I'd get embarrassed. So then, like, at, get, like, 12 or, like, 14 books at a time. Volumes or issues? No, issues. I'm an issue guy okay. for the most part. Oh, okay. Yes. You got issues. Yes. Right on. I got many issues. So <laughs> about, <laughs> it was a, it was some months ago. I think it was before quarantine. But, I, like, I went back and I was like, hey. And they're like, so your box isn't here anymore. That's weird. And I'm like, like. They just they, got rid of, they they took my box and they put it in the back issues I guess so um, I was like all right I'll just start clean I went to digital now because my okay. wife is like you're not allowed to have one more single issue of comics really because there's, there's not enough space so I'm at that point now where I have to like do some purging. Right on. Yeah. I mean, how do you even purge comics? Like, you have to be like, I mean, if if you really loved all of them, and I don't know if you did, but like, you have to. I mean, that's hard. I've tried to do that already, and it's it's very difficult. I like get rid of one. <laughs> I'm like, I did it. <laughs> yeah. So I think you know when I, what sucks is like, because the comic books that I have, they're all relatively newer, so they don't really have mm-hmm. much value. They're gonna be like a dollar. You know, as far as like what it's worth. So um, basically, it's like, like what's that show on Netflix where she's like, "Does this give you joy?" What's that one? Oh, Marie Marie Kondo. Yeah, I got to do that with my comics. Like, does this Uh, comic series give me joy? (laughs) I'm like, I don't know. They all give me joy. Yeah. So um, I I just got a perch. I know with like collecting, most people collect a lot and then they have to cut back and i'm at that yeah. stage but yeah. yeah going to comic book collectors anonymous yes now yes oh, yeah. i have a problem with collecting i really do and my i love my wife <laughs> she puts it up she puts up with me with all my collecting so i've always <laughs> collected like retro video games and then that yes, kind of you know that kind of put on a hold and then i was into comics Mm-hmm. And now I've gotten into like vinyl records, so ooh, I have a problem, Tess. I have it's a, not a problem. Yeah. You love art and I, and thank you stories. Yes, no, convince good. my wife that no, I don't collect no. wives though. I just have one. Don't. I have one love. <laughs> well, speaking of your wife, you recently sent me a, a adorable picture of a, an outfit that you you and, or your wife made. Actually, yeah. you want to tell us what that was? That Halloween photo? Yeah. So my wife is Jasmine. And we will be celebrating nine years of marriage in a few weeks. Aww. So congrats, dude! Yeah. That's amazing. So we got married. I was twenty-one; she was twenty. So we were super young and just we just knew, and that's what we wanted. And mm-hmm. we've been together. So uh, a few years ago for Halloween, I was Gambit; she was Rogue, and she made this nice. like awesome costume from from scratch and she got spandex and stuff it, it's probably one of our favorite costumes do you still have it uh yeah it's in a box somewhere but yeah have did you well she did she read those comics she did right mm-hmm so she was like when i started getting into it uh we kind of did it together she liked the x-men stuff so okay. that's like we've kind of bonded over x-men we've watched the animated Aww. series a couple times over and that's like our thing. We we loved seeing the X Men movies, and then mm-hmm. we didn't see Dark Phoenix because it was just like terrible. <laughs> I don't know. We were just like, I, this doesn't look good. We still haven't seen it. We own it, but um, yeah. I mean, we just bond over X Men. That's our thing. That's awesome. I feel like so many people love X Men. I have not taken a deep dive into that, but September so for OCD is gonna. It's yeah. See, everybody says that. Yeah, September for OCD is gonna be all, an all X Men month. Awesome. And I've got the X Men experts coming in. Like Ooh. I was just like trying to manifest like all these X Men experts. I'm like, I know they're out there, and they just happen to be like all my friends, including my husband. And I was like, oh. <laughs> 
So John and John Babe and I are going to do a Rogan Gamut cam- comic for September. So I'm excited. That's about that. awesome. Can't wait to listen to that. Yeah, yeah, cool. But we're not here to talk about X Men. Nope. We are here to talk about Spider Man, Speeder Spider Spiderman. <laughs> um, uh, so tell me what? So many questions. But hey, yeah. you interrogated me when I got on your show. Right. So this is just re- this, revenge. Yes, <laughs> payback. I'm down. Payback. Um, what's your favorite Spider Man movie? Oh, Spider Verse, hands down. Oh, heck yeah, 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 yeah. hands like down. That one too. It was literally like, I was like. Almost, I think I did stand up and like give, give it a, a round of applause. I was like a standing <laughs> ovation. I was because I couldn't believe it. It was like watching a comic book come to life, and especially yeah. uh, I loved the Spider Verse series and and seeing like um, Spider Gwen and Spider Man Noir. I love Spider Man Noir and seeing that actually on screen. It was like mm-hmm. 2017. I didn't think it was going to be that early. You know, I was just like, wow. And and the soundtrack and just the yeah. themes, it's hands down the best. Yeah, I got to agree with you there. It's funny because, like, I've some um, somebody, some mysterious person. I don't know. I've been asked that before uh, what my favorite Spider-Man movie is. And I always forget Spider-Verse because I'm thinking, like, Tobey Maguire, right. Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield. And then I'm like, oh, wait, Spider-Verse is a freaking Spider-Man movie. Yeah. No, yeah, that's that's my new my new number one answer. So a lot of. But, oh, sorry. No, a lot of what? A lot of people think that Spider-Man 2 is like one of the greatest comic book movies of all time. With and, the Green Goblin? Uh, with Doc Ock. Oh, oh, oh. So, okay. With Tobey Maguire. The old school. Oh, yeah. yes. So, I loved him. That, that yeah. It's a, what is his name? I can't remember. Uh, it's that. a great movie. It's mm-hmm. just, it didn't hit me like the way that the Spider-Verse did. Yeah. Just, that was like right to your guts, yeah. right? It's like, oh, right in the heart. Yeah, I loved you it. You know? Yeah, um, but if you could pick a spider, spider, wow, favorite Spider-Man actor, not Miles Morales, uh, who would you pick? Ah, that's hard. To be honest, I like things of each, but like, like Tobey Maguire, he's nerdy, but didn't have like the the quick like. You know, Quins are just—he—he he didn't have like that—that yeah. kind of cocky attitude when he put on the Spider-Man costume. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Andrew Garfield, mm-hmm. he was awesome as Spider-Man. He was way too cool to be Peter Parker. <laughs> and then Tom Holland's <laughs> cool, but like, he's—he's—he's—he's no? he's, he's, he's Disney. He's too Disney for me. So okay. I don't know. I like—I like each of them. I know that's a lame answer, but probably the I mean, animated series. That—that's what I would go with. <laughs> <laughs> the Spider-Man from the so animated all series. all animated, Max hates all yeah. live action Spider-Man. I didn't say I hate it. I just, I have a preference. I have a preference. I mean, I, hear, I see a pattern here, so. No, it's all good, dude. Okay, well, that uh, answers my interrogation round, oh. even though. Uh, Did well, I pass? I, no, you totally passed. Okay, like, there, you can only pass. Okay, You're, you're like, yeah, no, don't even worry. Don't so today we are talking Superior Spider-Man, written by Dan Slott. We actually, um, I reviewed Silver Silver Surfer with Jeff May a couple weeks ago, yes. a Dan Slott comic. Um, and the art is by Giuseppe Cam, yep, Cameron Coley mm-hmm. and Ryan Stegman. And this is the 2013 S- Superior Spider-Man. However... You did throw this comic at me, and obviously, obviously I'm down. I've never read a Spider-Man comic book ever. This is my first one, so I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and But you said that this is a follow-up to the 2012 Spider-Man number 700, also written by Dan Slott. Yes. So what's funny is this is the first time that Spider-Man's been on OCD, right? Yes. So... <laughs> It's a totally not a your typical Spider-Man book, right? It's not even Spider-Man, which is funny. No, so it's kind of funny that this is your introduction because it's like having a spin-off. Like Yeah. You know, you're getting into Spider-Man with a spin-off. So it's kind of unorthodox, but personally I love it because of that. So um yeah, I was like, "So you want to talk Superior Spider-Man?" She's like, "Oh yeah, cool." Like 
I, I never really got into Spider. I was like, oh no, wait, wait, wait you know, maybe, maybe because it's all about character. It's all about the character of Peter Parker and Doc Ock, and you're yeah. like, no, let's just do it. So, uh, I'm actually interested. Like, how did you like the comic? Not knowing I about like- it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I liked it with no preference. I feel like I know Peter Parker because of all of the freaking movies, the 100 movies that he has. (laughs) It's like, he's a kid, got bit by a spider. Mm -hmm. His villains are as follows. Doc Ock, Green Goblin, um, something about the Sinister Six. His love interest is Mary Jane, who's his on-again, off-again soulmate. Um, He's just trying to figure out how to be a teenage boy. And twist, he's an adventurer. Even though he has no idea what he's doing in life, right? I mean, that's pretty much it. Right. That's him, right? Right. Yeah. And Uncle Ben, and with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. Yes. I mean, and then yeah, and then Uncle Ben dies, and then he stays with his aunt, somebody. Aunt May. Aunt May. That's yep. what I meant to say. Yep. Yep. Aunt May. Yeah. Well, I mean, how would you describe this comic in Max's words? I personally like this comic. So I just want to say I am not the Spider-Man expert. I'm just a guy oh. who loves <laughs> Spider-Man. I'm just I just okay. want to throw it out there. I'm sure there's listeners out there that know way more about Spider-Man because I mean we're talking over sixty years of content and that's a lot, right. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, what I love about Peter Parker and what I love about Spider-Man is I I relate to Peter Parker out of any Ooh. comic book that I've ever read or anything like oh my gosh do tell yes so his i think greatest flaw is trying to please everybody and he tries to take on too much responsibility so he has this this like um almost mandate from his uncle right like with great power comes great responsibility so already that is a huge load to hold on to and he's trying to be the best Spider-Man he can be. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to juggle relationships, not with just Mary Jane, but many different women. I mean, it's 60 years. So um, <laughs> yeah. let's just be real. <laughs> A 60-year-old, 16-year-old. Yes. If, if, if you were <laughs> six between 16 and like 30 for 60-year-olds, there would be a lot of women or men or whatever. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. So he's trying to juggle that. He's trying to juggle making money because he doesn't. He's not rich or anything. He's not like Tony Stark where Mm-mm. he he has all this resources. He's a broke kid, you know. Yeah. Um, from Brooklyn. So, um, or the Bronx. I'm sorry. Um, so he. Yeah, I mean, he just tries to please everything, and I and I feel like for me, like I'm such a huge people person and I try to be loyal like loyalty is huge for me that's just something that was Mm -hmm. engraved in me I that's just who makes me me um right so not that I try to please other people but like when I say hey I'm your friend that's like almost like a pledge like I'm gonna be your friend for life like that's my standard you know like I take friendships I take relationships really important so I could feel that you know and in my early 20s there was things that i had to juggle work school being you know 22 23 years old and being married and stuff and trying to Mm -hmm. juggle all the stuff and um i work with youth and families and things like that you know i have a youth who are like hey i'm having a hard time with with my mom you know and like um they're crying or something they're calling me on the phone and i'm at dinner with my wife right, right. so right. it's like i've had to learn in my 20s like what are the boundaries that i have right sure and sure. and what is okay you know is it okay just to go to that phone call and go to that youth or to talk to my wife and say hey jasmine is okay that i go and take this or whatever you know yeah so i had to learn that and i feel like that's one of the most relatable things about Spider-Man, like Peter Parker, is this trying to juggle his responsibility. And it's like, that's his flaw. It's not like his, mor- his morals are whacked or anything, you know? It's just he tries to do everything to his best ability. And I think that's so relatable. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. That's, yeah. You, Spider-Man's your boy. That's awesome. Yeah, it's he definitely is a loyal dude, and it comes across um, throughout this comic, when, and we'll reveal how and how he is still very much a part of this comic, even though he doesn't, he's not alive. Yeah. Um, which is a crazy thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm going to re- read you guys a little synopsis here. Peter Parker spent a lifetime living up to the responsibilities his powers foisted upon him. But his final his story finally ended dramatically in the historic Amazing Spider-Man number 700. Now, the new Amazing Spider-Man has arrived and he is better in every single way. Smarter, stronger, superior. And he'll prove it, both to himself and the world, when he faces down the all-new Senator Senator Six. Wow. Sinister Six. There we go. But is this all-new Spider-Man in cahoots with J. Jonah Jameson? And has Carly Cooper figured out the superior Spider-Man's secret identity? Uh, And then it says, plus, Spider-Man and Mary Jane reunited? So many questions. (laughs) So, Max, can you please reveal who... Peter Parker now is in the complicated story. Yes. So at the end of 700, you know, again, 60 years of Spider-Man, they kill off Peter Parker. And people were pissed. People were so mad. Um, A lot of people in the beginning did not like Superior Spider-Man because they just Mm -hmm. thought, like, they just killed off the biggest hero of Marvel. Um, I know like now it's kind of like Iron Man, Captain America, but for the most part, I mean, Spider-Man is like the equivalent to like Superman. So Superman. I think he's the most Stan Lee character that Stan Lee ever made. Like, so you say Marvel, it's Spider-Man. So, um, yeah. yeah, So at the end of 700, Doc Ock, who is one of the biggest baddies of Spider-Man, uh, switches brains with Peter Parker. So Doc Ock's brain is now in Peter Parker. Peter Parker's brain is now in Doc Ock. And Doc Ock is slowly dying. He's got this disease. His body's given out. So um, at the very end of 700, they have a fight. And um, Doc Ock loves being Peter Parker now because uh, Doc Ock is... Such a fascinating character. So a lot of people kind of say that Doc Ock would have been, or I'm sorry, Peter Parker would have been Doc Ock if Mm -hmm. he didn't have his rules of responsibility and things like that. So it's this interesting dynamic. Oh, that's really interesting, actually. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. because the last thing he says to him is like, don't forget, great power comes great responsibility, Mm -hmm. the, you know, tagline of Spider-Man, but then we figure out how, I mean, like you said, we were talking earlier and you said, without responsibility, with great power comes what, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, mm -hmm. So the whole thing is, you know, Doc Ock hates Peter Parker. He hates Mm Spider-Man. And now he has the opportunity to be spider-man and his huge ego which i think you know the superior spider-man is saying i'm gonna be better than you at your own life which is like Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, wait a minute minute. and i'm sure everybody that's like reading is like no fuck that guy he's not gonna be it's a giant flex you know yeah. So, yeah. so at the end of uh, 700, he's like, I'm going to be the superior Spider-Man because Doc Ock and Peter Parker have always had this, like, not just, it's a rivalry. Like, they rival mm-hmm. each other. Yeah, there's um, animosity right there, but, like, Doc Ock and Peter Parker's intelligence. And to, Doc Ock, that's what he prides himself in, is being mm-hmm. smart, is being intelligent. So he's like, dude. I've seen you live your life. I've seen the way that you do things. I'm going to do it better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And it's so frustrating because at first, um, well, we meet Peter Parker. He's a ghost throughout this whole Mm -hmm. thing. And nobody can see him except for the reader. And we can understand what he's saying. There are some pings every now and then when Doc Ock tunes into Peter Parker's memories in his own brain. And he's able to kind of hear him. And he kind of just like, he's like, whatever, whatever. That's just a 
he doesn't see it as a ghost. It's just like a voice in his head. Right. He's like, I, whatever, I'm not going to listen to that. Um, but yeah, he um, comes back here and he, um, I lost my train of thought. Wow. Uh, <laughs> You're good. Um, no, you know what it is? It's really fucking hot in this room. Um, <laughs> you need to open a window or something? I do. do I'm it. like Go for sweating. It. <laughs> no, it's funny because like I'm in this room and it's so echoey. And so when I open the uh, closet, it's just super Oh, echoey, you're in a so closet. I'm in a closet. Mm. I just got to deal with it. Oh, opening that door was so nice just now. Okay. So Spider-Man. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, um, like you said, um, it's a big deal. He's trying to become Spider-Man, and uh, we kind of see how he does it. He does it really cool. There's sometimes where Peter Parker, his ghost, is like, hey, man, um, you know, don't do that. And then he does something, and he's like, shit, that's genius. And he yeah. says it several times. Yeah. But then and at the beginning, you're kind of like, shut up, Peter. Like, he's, he's doing it better than you ever did. And then eventually it becomes, yo, yo, calm down, dude. Like, it's you're going too far with this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think there's there's a lot of fascinating themes going on because I think the question is what makes a hero a hero? Because yeah. really you have a villain, a bad guy. I don't really like using that term, but someone who maybe has questionable motives or, or morality issues and things like that, um, which we all have. But um, <laughs> so yeah. Doc Ock has always been you know, considered a villain, has been trying to do destruction on on this earth and tries to destroy Spider-Man. So um, what makes him qualify to be a hero now? Just because he's in the body of Peter Parker, because he has the abilities and things like that. Because deep down, it's like, okay, is he actually going to have a change of heart? Or is he just going to be continue to be well, a bad guy? At the end, well, at the end of Seven Hundred, he's even like, "I'm gonna be, I'm going to take this on. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be the superior Spider-Man." Um, whereas before, it was the Amazing Spider-Man, and this he chose the word "superior" because um, he's, he's like, better. I'm going to be amazing because he's better. <laughs> no, you know what though? Honestly, like he, like if you were to write down on paper what Spider-Man has done versus what Doc Ock as Peter Parker Spider-Man has done. Obviously, Doc Ock would win, but that's not the point of being a freaking hero. Right. Like, it's not It's not about, like, getting the numbers up. It's not about destroying the most people or whatever. It's it's a lot of heart, which, like you said before, that's what Spider-Man lives by, is heart and loyalty and keeping his promises. Yeah. And I think it's really telling, like, towards the end of Volume 1 uh, with Massacre. By the way, that dude is nuts. Like, it was Wait, super okay, violent. Wait, is that the one with the... The eye, the the metal eye guy. Yeah, so the guy who just shoots okay. up everybody, right? For no reason. Yeah. Ugh, fuck that. It's guy. like yeah. it gets super violent. You're like reading, you're like, oh yeah, Spider Man, and then all of a sudden, mass shooting, and there's this, this crazy guy with like no <laughs> compassion at all. So yeah. at the end, when Spider Man, Doc Ock, um, mm-hmm. you know, confronts Massacre, there's this mm-hmm. instant where there's a kid. And Massacre is about to shoot the kid, but Spider-Man saves it, and Doc Ock's brain says, why did I do that? I just gave up my tactical advantage. So mm-hmm. Doc Ock is super cerebral and is very tactical, and he's learning, well, what's what's the greater good here? You know, to take yeah. out this villain or to save people. And what's mm-hmm. what I I don't know if you caught this, but like um, Doc Ock is going to take out Massacre, and he calls the cops, right? And the cops go, and Peter Parker's subconscious in Doc Ock's brain was like, "Oh, that's genius! Why didn't I think about yeah. you know?" So the cops come, but they end up getting shot, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like yeah. Doc Ock is still learning what it means to be a hero. And it's yeah. pretty sloppy, but um, I think it's just fascinating that idea um, of even having your your nemesis controlling your life, and you have to watch it all. Like, could you imagine that? That'd be terrible. <laughs> That'd be so bad. I'd be like, I'd be totally there with Peter Parker, like screaming as a ghost, like, "No, don't do that." Don't make out with my husband. Stop right. it. Right. Like, <laughs> right. Along other things, right? Like you 
Oh my god. Could you imagine yeah. like cuz every single person wants to have some kind of uh credibility or build their character and have some kind of um reputation, right? And to yeah. see that all just crumble by different uh. actions of somebody else of your of the person you hate or just like can't stand you're out of control that would be a that is a horror movie make that into a horror movie that sounds awful this isn't like freaky friday where it's like oh it's my mom (laughs) this is so cute you know i'm Lindsay lohan no it's like freaking a that is your yes like that's your dark no that is so dark that that is your biggest nemesis who's controlling your life who who has his hands on your woman and all this it's like nope not for me well the cool thing was that at the end, uh, well, his, oh, I should say not the cool thing. It is cool, but also it's like a glimmer of hope that hopefully um, somebody will figure it out. Where Carly, I've never met Carly before, yeah. Carly Cooper at the end of 700, um, she has her gun up to Doc Ock, who on the inside is Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Um, and she's like, I'm going to shoot you. Stop being stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like hey it's me it's peter and she's like uh, prove it prove it Tell, you know i don't think it's you and she's like shaking because she's got the gun to his head and he's like i and then he like reveals this fact or whatever he's like the only people that know that i'm spider-man is you and mary jane and so she kind of shoots him and it deflects anyway um but now throughout this comic I'm glad that I read the 700 comic because that's like a really important component to be thread into this one Um, because it's like she throughout the whole thing Carly pops up every now and then and kind of tries to tell Mary Jane but she doesn't not quite know how to say hey your boyfriend's actually dead you know like that's not him and like how do you like if somebody were to tell you that you'd be like what he's right there. He's right, he's right there. Yeah. We just we just making out just now. Like, what are you talking about? Um, and so that was really interesting. And I'm just I'm really curious to see like even just after this volume how that happens because that's like, like I, that's the only way I think that they're ever going to figure out that that's not actually Peter Parker. Right. Is Carly coming clean and then them testing him? But he is acting really strange too. Yeah, and and I love how Peter Parker, uh, the ghost Peter Parker, is like, hello. He's a villain. <laughs> Look how weird he's acting. He's not acting <laughs> like me. You guys are stupid, you know? And even the way yeah. that the the art, like, has Peter Parker, like, laughing in the air, and he looks, like, menacing, right? I, I, love, yeah. I love that there's, like, little uh, sprinkles of, you know, villain, villainous things going on there, so... Yeah, for sure. Like he becomes instead of like the sweet Peter Parker, like the loyal friend, like you were saying, he becomes um, Doc Ock on the inside. But he's like now Doc Ock is like handsome. He's not he's able bodied. He can do more than he's ever been able to. His brain is actually the the thoughts in his brain. He's actually able to go through with his plans in a different way. And he just kind of he becomes like like the manager of Mm Spider-Man per se, but like a sleazy scumbag manager where he's you know exposing him and also the whole thing with him in the press where he just kind of beckons all of these cameras to look at him while he's like beating this guy to a buddy bloody pulp he's like just fucking him up and that and that should have been a red alert to everyone like yo spider-man needs to go to therapy or something because something's wrong something's going on right it's not him but it's actually genius in a way because doc ock as the hero is thinking Peter Parker screws up because he doesn't actually eliminate the threat. All he does is puts them in, you know, in prison and stuff and they just escape. Like he's like, so that's where the idea of like a hero is. What is heroic, you know? And at the end, um, you, you assume that Doc Ock, as Spider-Man pulls the trigger on Massacre, which is like, mm-hmm. whoa, right? Like, Spider-Man's mm-hmm. just gunned down, you know, a villain. Yeah. But he's taken out that threat. And even, like, the right. people in there was like, if it wasn't for Spider-Man taking out Massacre, we would all been been dead. So it's like, you really, this, this book challenges the idea of, like, what is heroic? Is it the yeah. act or is it the heart behind the act like mm-hmm. i don't know i was just i, I love I that, that that concept 
Well, let's talk about what we think about that. Um, I think that a hero is someone who leads with their heart and they're awesome and they um, they don't put business in front of what is morally correct mm -hmm. and they keep everybody in mind when they execute whatever they got to do. Um, I don't think that Doc Ock is a hero here. He's just kind of checking boxes. Mm -hmm. He's like, bad guy, dead bad guy dead this is so easy why did peter ever put up with this and it's like when even when he starts going back into peter parker's memories he's like he becomes this like gooey heartfelt dude and he's like oh my god i understand why you're spider-man um and that overcomes him and that's actually what propels him to forward to become this superior spider-man it's what motivates him is like peter parker's heart and everything that he's been through but he's still Doc Ock, yep. and he's still been through some fucked up shit, and that's why he's evil. I, so my vote, no, I don't think that Doc Ock is a hero. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, he's definitely an anti-hero, but I love the idea yeah. of like, yeah, like I said, like what makes a hero? Um, I would define a hero as motives, right? Like what is, yeah. what's your heart behind it? Is it genuine? Um, you know, you have heroes who, there's this that's part of the job but there's like beyond that right so um mm -hmm. yeah i i think peter parker what makes peter parker i was talking about it in the beginning of this episode like what makes him flaw is flawed is his um his desire to always want to please people always wanted to do the right, right. thing yeah, but yeah. that's what makes him a hero that's what yeah. makes him a genuine um, neighborhood Spider-Man, you know? Yeah. He's just not trying to um, do it for the money. I mean, like, in the beginning, Spider-Man was so poor, and he would have to do, like, odd jobs and stuff just to, you know, like in the movie, he was the pizza guy, right? So, but yeah. um, eventually he, you know, goes to college and has money and things like that. But uh, I think it's about the heart, and it's yeah. about, like, treating people not the way that they you should, but the way that you want to, right? Because, like, yeah. Doc Ock is like, oh, I'm being heroic because that's what I'm supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And Peter Parker as Spider-Man's like, I'm doing heroic things because that's who I am and that's mm -hmm. what needs to be done. And it's not right. like I have to do that. There's no obligation. I'm choosing to save people's lives i'm choosing for th this evil to not penetrate you know new york or beyond so yeah yeah um what was the guy with the metal face what was his the eyeball what was his name again massacre the the guy with the massacre. the guy with the guns yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah well it was even at that point I mean, I think I took a picture of it because I was like, there it is. There's the difference. Clearly drawn out where that we've got Peter Parker, the ghost. Um, and then we've got Doc Ock as Peter Parker. And he's um, about to kill him. And you just see Peter Parker. You're like, no, like this guy is actually afraid. Mm -hmm. Like he's shaking in his boots. He's he's scared. Like, can't you see like there's a really hurt kid inside that guy? Like you have to give him some sort of hope and you have to like give him time. You have to, you know, just believe in him and believe that he can work through with whatever he's going through. Whereas Doc Ox like, no, fuck this guy. Like he's messing up the whole city. Yeah. So he needs to die uh, full stop. And I feel like that's just the easy way out. It's like all the hate now. It's like. No, let's work on this. Let's figure out what the right words are. Mm -hmm. How how are we gonna tell teach us to our kids? Whereas some people are taking the easy way. They're like, nah, it doesn't mean you know, it doesn't mean anything. Uh, forget it. It's not real kind right. of thing. That's like taking the easy way. Yeah, you know. But that yeah. doesn't change anything, <laughs> you know. Or it's exactly it's, it's about change. Um, but exactly. even you look at Doc Ock, and it's hinted a little bit um, in a flashback. But Doc Ock's childhood is traumatic. So yeah. he was abused by his dad. Um, his dad ends up dying. And um, Doc Ock falls in love. This is like way, 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 way back. So Doc Ock falls in love and is telling his mom. He's like a mama's boy. Um, and the reason why he's so focused on being uh, so smart and intellect and things like that is because um, he used to get bullied as a kid and his dad would like make fun of him because he's like, you know, mm -hmm. uh, stand up for yourself, you know, 
take violence. And his mom's like, no, he's going to use his intellect to beat these bullies. So mm -hmm. um, Doc Ock becomes a mama's boy. And he falls in love and he tells his mom he's <laughs> engaged. And his mom, like, freaks out because she's like, no, you're not going to leave me. And she ends up having a heart attack and dies. Right? Yeah. And then, like, so Doc Ock has this traumatic background. And he goes dark with it, right? And then I think, like... Mm -hmm. We're gonna get really philosophical or whatever, but it's like Do it, Do it. <laughs> so. Like when people go through trauma, yep. it's like it's not either or. But if you don't have a support system, if you don't have friends, if you feel like you're doing this alone, if you have you know um, not the right foundations or boundaries, it's gonna end up being in a dark place, right? Yeah. So Spider Man, he loses his uncle. But the relationship with his uncle was good. Um, and he has Aunt May. And Aunt May's mm -hmm. there as kind of like that, th of course, guardian, but also that loves and support. Um, Peter Parker has great friends, Harry, Gwen, MJ later on. MJ. So Doc Ock doesn't have that. So you could argue it's like, well what creates villains <laughs> is it the community yeah, yeah. is it lack of so yeah, yeah i've always thought that is actually society creates villains and that's kind of what the whole joker movie was about yeah. yeah well also what creates a villain is just like intense people pleasing to the point where you don't even know who you are anymore which is what doc ock was he was trying to please his dad right. just you know and he couldn't he can never get his dad's approval for anything and so he just felt like i mean i, I don't know i mean you got a daddy-o i'm sure that you really look up to yours and you know and and that's that relationships you know or or someone that's a father figure that's super important to yeah. you um what their opinions are and you probably go to them and he didn't have this yeah. and that's like a gap missing in his heart right you know and that's why in the first volume he encounters like the vultures little minions oh my gosh let's talk about that so what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> so apparently the vulture is known for having um kind of little people as like minions and were things they like kids that. or were they actually little people they in this version they were kids okay okay but they have been like quote little people mm -hmm. so doc okay. ock and the vulture were like homies because vulture was part of the original sinister six and um doc ock was the leader of that so when doc ock punches like the little vulture minions he sees that these are like junior high kids and he flips mm -hmm. out because mm -hmm. he just laid hands on a child and that was his experience. So he's inflicting his own trauma. Mm. Ooh, good pull, Max. Okay. And yep, I'm with you. the trauma Man. is being triggered. So he never had, it's still unprocessed because he goes full on rage and, you know, goes after the vulture and almost kills the vulture, beats him to a pulp. Um, because just that trigger of trauma. It's like, oh my gosh, I just did something to a kid that someone did to me. Yeah. yeah. Triggered. Super triggered. That was crazy. He like, and that was the second beating. And that's when Carly comes up and she's like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. And then she keeps saying to herself, like, this is not him. This is not him. Yep. Um, and I'm like, go with your gut, Carly. Come on. You're like rooting for them. Um, let's talk about Miss Mary Jane for a sec. She is quite a hottie in this comic i did not expect that i like to point out the hotties in here and miss mary jane she definitely is here i know that's not <laughs> we go from like the deep trauma stuff which is very serious and needs to be talked about to mary jane um i've never seen her this like sexified before is she usually this sexy in comics uh, yes 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 i mean yeah yeah, yeah. i mean the spider-man girls are normally pretty attractive and exaggerated so gwen stacy mj oh, yeah. uh the black cat mm -hmm. are you familiar with the black cat no but i've seen a lot of art pieces with her and i've yeah. always wondered who she is, is she a spider-man yeah so she's kind of like she's Catwoman. she's the marvel oh. universe of Catwoman. so kind of that anti-hero 
you know, flirts mm. with Spider-Man. They have a little thing here and there. A mm. burglar. She's she's Catwoman, basically. She's Catwoman. Yeah. Cool. I didn't even know that. See, I'm learning. Um, that's I learned that. Uh, but yeah, they okay. So they broke up, and then this one they're gonna try to get back together. And Mary Jane's just not freaking having it. And I really hope that Mary Jane is the one because um, that is his soulmate. I I hope that she's the one to be like, this is not Peter Parker. This is not my Peter. You right. know. And you would think that she would catch on like right away. Like, wouldn't you catch on right away if your wife was acting freaking weird, like, the next day? Yeah. Like, oh, absolutely. You're like, yo. Uh, yeah. I, w- I would, ca- like, within minutes. Yeah. But then I'd be, like, super, like, if I did find out, like, <sighs> that would be so weird. There's this weird, <laughs> there's this weird, like, horror movie where um, so there's, like, these twin kids and they, Shite? their mom has, and no, it's called, uh, what is it called? Mommy? Mama? Mommy I don't know. It's so, no, I'm blanking on the name. No. So there's like these she twin boys and their mom has plastic surgery, but they think that it's a different person. So oh. the mom gets like super aggressive and things like that. Hmm. And they think she's like a monster. And they're like, you're not our mother. You know, yeah. it's like, that. that would be scary. Being in a house with like, it looks like, you know, your husband or my wife mm-hmm. and it's not yeah. it's like someone more like sinister and uh, stuff Jeez, when you know in your soul though you'd be like totally whatever yeah um he's acting crazy town banana pants which is what <laughs> they keep saying in here which i love the test for that is the fart test you know oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> what it like like how they react when they fart yeah, around you? Yeah, like if I fart, you know, if like if are they like you know, nice? <laughs> yeah, or or like if they just go like like ew, gross. I'm like, you're not my wife. Yeah. you know, like <laughs> it was it was so funny. Like I don't know, this has nothing to do with with uh, Spider Man. Go but, with it. I want to hear it. But my wife and I were uh, dating for like two years, and she didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Should I even say this story? Whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry. So she, she didn't she didn't fart, right? She yeah. didn't fart in front of me, you know? So I just remember we were married in like the first week or two, and she farted. I was like, what the hell is that? You know, like, <laughs> is there a monster? You, she's, yeah. She just like looked at me. I was like, you fart? She's like, I feel comfortable around you now. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is the biggest test of comfortability level. Oh, so really? maybe, yeah. maybe if, you know, Doc Ock or Mary Jane farted. You know, that's the test. Yeah, that's a, that's what they, Dan Slott, if you're listening, please <laughs> write in Mary Jane farting. Around. Well, this goes all the way up to issue 31. So this has got like quite a resolution, hopefully, or just quite yes. a anyway. Yes, it does. And it, it comes back, I think, in 2018. I, I'll be honest, I didn't read that series. And I don't know where it is now. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I've kind of, I'm a little selective now with my comics. I can't, you know, <laughs> stock up on comics anymore like I, I did. But uh, I know that the Superior Spider-Man was in the mix when they were doing the Spider-Verse and things like that. So Well, you got Comixology, man, so... I do. I do. So you can stock up on it. I, I can, yeah. You can. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to. <laughs> now you, well, now you have to. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we are at that point in the podcast. We're going to rate the comic. It is exactly like yours. Um, it is on a rating scale of one to five, and then you accompany, accompany it with a noun from the comic. Um, I am going to give this a hearty, and I'm being really difficult with my rating systems now. I'm going to give it a hearty 3.8 uh, okay. crazy banana pants. Crazy banana pants. Crazy banana pants. I think this is good. I think it's because it is my first Spider-Man comic. Um, I didn't really get to read about Spider-Man, but that's just a personal thing. Um, I did like the Doc Ock as Peter Parker. I like the uncovering of his character as a Spider-Man and what Doc Ock would like. It is a what if kind of story, which is really Mm -hmm. cool. Um, I appreciated. I appreciated the way that all the characters were drawn. I thought it was great. Um, 
but I think the reason why I didn't give it a five is because it didn't captivate me the entire time. And that might have been because I did zone out every now and then just because when I don't understand something or I don't have the history of something, um, I just, I'm like, I don't know. Like I keep saying like, who's the guy with the metal face? And you're like, Massacre. I'm like, ah, they probably said that 12 times and I just didn't Mm -hmm. pick up on it. But that's just me. That's just me. But I do recommend this. I think it's a cool take. Yeah, so obviously I like it since I suggested it. But yeah. to be fair, like not everyone likes this book. Right, right. Um I don't know if it's controversial. It's just it's not like, yeah, hands down everyone loves this book. Um and I think it is kind of a a tough sell for you, I think, a little bit because this book is built upon 60 years of right. Spider-Man and I and and listening to your show I know that that's one of the things that um kind of is hard as a new reader cuz you it's like how do I read or how do I, am I supposed to I know start, and, yeah. and you end up spending more time on Wikipedia than you do on the actual <laughs> comics. Yeah. So um but you know if you know who Doc Ock is if you know just the basis of mm-hmm. Spider-Man uh, you'll love this. Uh, if you read this back when it came out, um, give it another shot. I think it still yeah. holds through. Um, if you've never read it, but you are a Spider-Man fan or know of Spider-Man, totally read it. I will give it a four out of five Spider-Bots. Those are the no, little things. Yes. Oh, those like things those. are super cool because Doc Ock is like, hey, I'm a genius. I'm going to make these little like surveillance bots and i'm gonna watch the entire city yeah and just sit around and you know easy yeah but he select he's selective in which crime he's going to uh address yeah yeah there's that quote petty crime of theft like some guy stealing a lady's purse or something yep he's like i've got bigger fish to fry exactly (laughs) and peter parker's like what but again to bring it to a full circle yeah. That's his flaw, but that's also his greatest strength. So, yeah, cool. and that's that's Doc Ock as Spider Man. He is being his true self. You can't blame the guy. I guess. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and then the the Spidey bots or whatever he uh he has the facial recognition software, and then mm-hmm. that, that kid that gives him the software is like, um, I feel like a guy shouldn't have this much power. Right. I was like, ooh, see. Yeah. Like mm. the government. Mm. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well. Oh, well. You know, it's all good. I'm just going to go to Canada. There's a lot of nice people in Canada. A lot of nice po- There's podcasters in Canada. I'll just go there. Yes. I know a couple good ones there. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, cool. Uh, Max, thank you so much for joining me in this Spidey adventure. Yes. I, I got to ask you, Tess. W- would me. you continue to read Superior Spider-Man? On my own and not for a podcast? Yes. Probably not. Okay. I'll, I'll tell you why. I'm very honest. I was very honest with- Be uh, honest Dr. with me. I, yes, always, <laughs> Max. Um, I was very honest with Dr. DC when it came to Green Lantern. They asked me this, and it's my same, and I said, no, they asked me the same thing, and I said, no, and here's why. Um, there, I like to, m- much like you, and much like mm-hmm. a lot of comic book readers, or just story, people who love a good story, you gotta find something to hook onto. Right. Um, and if you were to be like, uh, I'm going to tell you what happens afterwards at the end of this. Uh, do you mind if I spoil it for you? I'll be like, yeah, sure. Just tell me. Um, but yeah, I don't like, I don't hook on to anybody. I don't like Mary Jane, even though she's a hottie. Um, I don't hook on to her character because I don't feel like they made her as strong as she could have been. Like I've, I very much see her more of like, um, this is a very long answer. Um, I see her like kind of, I want her to be more of a lowest lane when she's a go getter and just a, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like a, a bullshit reader and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, if they had her like that, I would definitely keep going. But uh, short answer, probs not, bruh. It's fair. It's fair. But you yeah. do have Disney Plus, right? I do have Disney Plus. Yes. Dude, have you gone through the animated series? No, is it? It's good. Do yourself a favor. Watch that. <laughs> okay. Like, just it's fantastic. You Aww. know, it's if you want a good Spider-Man story, just watch that. It's good. Uh, I saw one uh, Spider Woman. Is that any good? Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I haven't watched that. So <laughs> uh, it looked it looked really silly. Spider Gwen. You might. You know what, Tess? You would love Spider Gwen. I cannot wait to read Spider Gwen. Or like, Silk. 
Oh my gosh. You yeah. would love those two, Spider Gwen Silk. Those those would be the yeah, that's up your yeah. alley. That's who I attached yeah. to um in Spider Verse was that character. Mm-hmm. Um, the girl who played her. And she's in a rock band and she has, she has such a freaking dope costume with the hood yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Try, try Spider Gwen. Try Spider Gwen. Yeah, cool. she's on my list for sure. Um, but yeah, that's our very first Spider-Man review here on OCD. And <sighs> Max, you were <laughs> What you were a privilege. What an honor. What an honor. I was a part of that. I was there. There, we'll be on like our hundredth one one day, and you'll be like, "I was there for the first one." Yes, yes. But apparently, it wasn't. You know, it didn't. It it didn't get that five. Rating, Don't matter, but, bro. Don't matter. Yeah. It's I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, take it and run, Max. Run. I introduced you to Spider Man. That is freaking awesome. Yeah. I, yes. I'm taking that to the bank. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Max, where can we find you and your lovely self? Yes. Yeah, so. As you said in the beginning, I am part of the Ready to Retro podcast. So my cousin Chris and our friend Chelsea, we review a movie, TV show, whatever nostalgic thing we want to talk about every week. That's what we do. You can find us on, you know, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Ready to Retro. We're on Instagram, but uh, we just like to have fun. And Tess has been on our show and she was talking power rangers yes. it was so much fun we did two you know what <laughs> I, I i haven't told you this tell me after that i've been watching power rangers <laughs> like the i'm original? in season two yeah oh my god it's terrible it's <laughs> season two of mighty Morphin power rangers <laughs> is awful because so they they were trying to prolong it it's mm-hmm. all original stuff i don't want to get into it but no uh, please Thank, thank you, thank you. We had fun talking Power Rangers, so we did. Uh, and I had a lot of fun on OCD. Oh, good. Are you not just yeah, saying that because so. you're we're still rolling? Absolutely right not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I had fun. Oh, good. It's fun. I had fun on your show. No, I. I was... had fun, Tess. <laughs> <laughs> having a great time. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. No, I had such a great time, and I'm not just saying this. I don't just say it just to say it. But you guys are one of my favorite podcasts to listen to, and I love that somehow you guys say my name or bring up OCD nearly every episode now, just on oh. accident. We're friends. We're friends. friends. We're, yeah, we're we're podcasting just... cousins. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, that's we're what she podcast- said. Yeah. yeah. No, what's it. awesome is like we met like in April and we were like on this kind of random Zoom call and trivia thing. Yeah, I just remember like you had this like really cool looking hat and I was like, yeah. "Oh, she's got this LA vibe." <laughs> and then I was like, "She, you know, there's kind of a kinder spirit thing going on there." But uh yeah, I mean, it's been awesome. I mean, you know, getting yeah. to know each other in that way, and um, we'll we'll have you back. We'll have yes! we'll have you back. I'm ready to, to come retro. back every time you yes. guys suggest that you're gonna do um, like a movie or something. I'm like, oh, I want to do that one with them. I want to do that. One. You guys just did a goofy movie. I'm like, man, I would have loved to do that one. But yeah. I think that because we're the same age, it's like our nostalgia. It's like finally we're at that age where our nostalgia or our favorite like media is actually nostalgia, and we can talk about it. Right. Right. <laughs> like, oh yeah. I mean, we have standards. I don't know if we'll ever get into like Lizzie McGuire, but hey, what? maybe. <laughs> what? Wait. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. Uh, that's funny. Did you? Were you, Were you into Lizzie McGuire? Yeah, I was. Oh yeah, yeah. But well, so was my sister. It's I don't know. Yeah, it's and Chelsea's too probably because we're the same nerd person. Yeah, but knowing Chelsea, it was like she liked weird stuff, man. I love you, Chelsea, but sometimes, you. sometimes I'm concerned about you with your <laughs> crazy stuff you watch. <laughs> I love it. I freaking love it. Every time she'll say something, she'll be like, "Do you guys know this?" And out loud, I'll be like, "Oh my god, like I know that too." Like you know, and you guys will be like, "No, yeah. not really," or I didn't really watch it. I'm like, "Damn it, why am I not there to back her up?" <laughs> yes, Chelsea. Um, well, anyway, uh, thank you again, my friend. I really appreciate your awesome presence and you are a genuine person and, uh, just thank you for being you. Thanks for having me. It's fun. Again, you'll, you'll be on ready to retro. 
Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah. Um, so you guys can check out OCD Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast on Instagram at OCD Podcast, Facebook, Facebook.com slash OCD Podcast, and we are now on Twitter at Ongoing Comic Pod. Still have not figured that out. Still not sure exactly what to post on there or how it quite works, but I'm there. Uh, you're there. Just come, just tag me and shit, and I'll retweet and comment. <laughs> That's a great tweet. I'm here. <laughs> Just, just do that for like thirty days. See, see, see what happens. I'm here. I'm still here. Still here. Here again. Oh my god, that's just like the thing. That's uh, yeah. I'm gonna do that. Well, tomorrow that's the new tweet, and only Max, only you're gonna know. Okay, cool. What that is about, or actually, I'll wait till this comes out, and I'm gonna say I'm here. And now everybody, go over to Twitter and and just go like it, so that I know that you heard the episode. Cause why not? Um, and uh, that's all. I guess I'll see you guys next time. Thanks, Max. Say bye. 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 Why This Film Podcast looks back at the movies of your childhood. Join me, Emily Slade, each week as I step back in time to revisit the films that you grew up with. Maybe you haven't seen it for a while. Maybe you've watched it every day since you were eight. Maybe you totally forgot it existed. Whatever the movie, I'm here to go back with you through nostalgia untold and memories unnumbered. Together, we'll ask. Why this film?